Welcome to another episode of the Illusions and Truth Show with Robert Scheinfeld. Welcome to another opportunity to exchange limiting and restricting lies, illusions, and stories for a direct and consistent experience of truth. In this episode, I want to talk about what I call the mechanics of manifestation. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, odds are on your journey to try to carve out and create the life that you really want, you have discovered things along the lines of the usual languaging is you create your own reality, your thoughts and feelings combine to create your own reality, What you focus on most manifests in your life. All these kinds of things. I'm sure you know the drill (laughs) and you're familiar with these kinds of dynamics. Now, if you're like I used to be, you somehow discovered those things and you just accepted them at face value. Uh, It made sense. It was coming from a credible source. You wanted to believe it's true, whatever your unique story is, but you just accepted it at face value, and you never kind of dug beneath the surface to explore what's really going on behind the scenes, uh, what would really have to happen to make those things true and such. And so in this audio, in this episode, I want to push on this a little bit, and I want to invite you to think about some things that you may not normally think about, consider some things that you might not normally consider, as it relates to this whole you-create-your-own-reality dynamic. So the first thing I want to do is ask you a question and say, have you ever actually considered and dove into how could that actually be true? How does it work? For example, uh, many teachings will say that your thoughts create your own reality. Well, I did an interesting investigation uh, many, many years ago as what I call the ultimate freedom teachings were being experienced and developed which is I thought to myself, when I use the word thought, what is it that I am pointing to? What am I talking about? What's a thought? How does it actually show up? Well, what I discovered was what we call thought and thinking is actually several different things that appear inside of us in what I now call inner space. So what I determined, and you can verify this for yourself, is that what we call thought and thinking either takes the shape of a still photograph, we actually see a still photograph of something in our minds, or there's a video that runs in our minds, again, in what I call inner space, and a bunch of stuff happens in that video, and it's almost like we're watching a video on a screen that's floating (laughs) inside of our mind, inside of inner space. Or a thought takes the shape of a voice, you actually hear a voice talking inside of you. Or my language is a voice appears in inner space that says da-da-da-da. Or some people, and this is more unusual, it's not something that has happened to me much, but it's been reported to me by other people. Some people actually see words that appear in their minds in inner space. For example, if they think yellow, they don't actually see the color yellow in their mind. They actually see the word, the, the letters, Y-E-L-L-O-W, and that shows up. Now, arguably, that could be considered a still photograph, but 
people report, no, I, I see words in my mind. So I just added that. And then the final thing that appears that we call thinking, although we tend to call it something else, we tend to call thoughts, I, I include with what I call thoughts, is what I call a thought ball. And a thought ball is something mysterious that appears, again, you could say in your mind, I would say it appears in inner space. And it isn't any of those other things, but it somehow just mysteriously communicates information to you. And that could be uh, what you would typically call intuition, gut instinct, sixth sense, whatever else. And so when I looked around at what's actually appearing, every time I say, I thought, I'm thinking, da-da-da-da, popped into my mind, the thought occurred to me, whatever else, I saw that it was always one of these things, and that was it. So let's dig a little deeper now that we have a little bit of more meat on the bones, so to speak. So if the statement is true, your thoughts create your own reality, then that must mean that one of these things, whatever form of thought that I just narrated that appears in inner space, using my language, creates your own reality. So let's take a look at this. What that means is if you see a still photograph of something in your mind, and the way I perceive it, um, it's almost like that still photograph is floating in space, you know, in your what you'd call your mind if you really look closely, or in inner space the way that I experience it. So then the question becomes, how could a still photograph that's floating in inner space, that's appearing in your mind that you're aware of, create your reality? Now I'm going to answer this question in a minute, but first I want to go through these other options. Another form of uh, thought is a video that's playing, that you become aware of. And so my question then is, how mechanically, not just warm and fuzzy, I trust that it's true, but being a, a scientist, if you will, how could a video that's playing in inner space, that's appearing, that's floating, that you're aware of, create your reality? Or let's go to the next option. If uh, a thought appears as a voice, if you hear a voice in your mind, you know, inside of you, however you want to language it, how could that voice create your reality? If you see words, uh, letters appearing in your mind, how could that create your own reality? I mean, what would the mechanics be? And then finally, and this doesn't apply as much, but I'm just going to talk about it because I labeled it as a form of thought, and that's how I language it and describe it in the Ultimate Freedom Teachings. How could, if a thought ball appears in inner space, which is something mysterious appears that isn't any of those other things, but it somehow communicates information, how could that create your own reality? Now here it really begins to get interesting. If you're anything like me, if you really start to dig beneath the surface and ask yourself these kinds of questions, because, you know, it's one thing to say creates your own reality, which is just kind of vague general words, and you can just kind of say, yeah, okay, but again, if we dig deeper, your reality is created by you um, doing things and other people doing things and other people coming into your life and offering you things or teaching you something or asking you something. So there's lots of people and places and things that are involved with what we would call creating your own reality. In order for a particular reality to get created, you might have to be in a particular coffee shop at a particular time, on a particular day. You might have to be sitting on a bus or a train or an airplane at a particular day and time and interact with somebody who happens to be sitting next to you. You might have to find yourself in a particular bookstore 
at a particular time, at a particular shelf, you know, seeing a particular book on a particular shelf. You might have to be surfing the internet and finding your way to a particular website and a particular page on a particular website. There's all kinds of details and logistics, again, that involve people, places, and things that combine to creating what you call your reality. It's very complicated. So what that means is, if we take this one step deeper, is that somehow a still photograph appearing in your mind, a video appearing in your mind, uh, a voice talking in your mind, a thought ball appearing in your mind, or again, what I call inner space, or words appearing in inner space, are somehow magically translating themselves into people saying and doing things, you saying and doing things, things dropping into your lap, you being in a certain place at a certain time and interacting with a certain person who also happens to be there at that same particular place and time, you suddenly finding a book that helps you, you know, whatever else. Somehow, the way that those thoughts appear in inner space that I just talked about have to somehow translate themselves into a very complex series of events. Because again, create your own reality, the words are very vague. But a reality that you create, like increasing your income or meeting somebody in a relationship or solving a problem or something else, you know, usually those things don't just happen in one second or one minute or in one day, you know. In terms of creating your reality, you achieving a goal, you producing a particular result, you getting something that you really want in your life, typically that's a process that unfolds over time with an enormous amount of complexity and detail and a lot of other people involved that say things and do things and offer you opportunities and again, whatever it is, whatever it looks like. I think you're beginning to see where I'm headed with this, which is that how could a still photograph, a video, a thought ball, a voice, or words appearing in inner space translate into that kind of complexity and detail specifics that unfold over, in general, a reasonably long period of time for many, many things. I mean, some things manifest quickly, but usually it's over a longer kind of a period of time, especially if it's a really big goal or want or desire or something. I know there's exceptions where things tend to manifest more quickly. But again, I began to look at this kind of stuff, and I began to think to myself, being an objective scientist, how could that possibly be? How could a voice that I hear in my head, how could a still photograph that I see in my mind translate into all of these kind of specific details? And the road that I ultimately started to go down to is didn't make an awful lot of sense to me. I didn't understand how that could possibly be. Now, if you've spent any time investigating this or studying this, you know, deeply, then typically you'll be told something like, well, everything's energy and thoughts are energy or everything is vibration and thoughts are vibration, and you attract, you know, something that is like your own vibration. You, you naturally attract things, manifest things, whatever the language is, that match your frequency, your vibration, your energy, or the energy of the thought or the thing that you're trying to manifest or whatever. And again, if you stay on the surface of that, it makes sense. It's a warm and fuzzy kind of a thing that makes sense, but if you dive beneath the surface again, even if you say, okay, everything's energy, even if you say, okay, everything's vibration, or whatever you want to call it, again, if you ask yourself, how does that energy 